Good morning and good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Before Coffee. We are going to wake up our sleepyhead here because he's not here yet. So let us get on with that. I am ready to call the man. Did you get more sick? My what? You were you were sick yesterday, weren't you? Oh, sick! Thick. <laughs> yeah, you're more thick now. Yeah, he thick. Thick as in stupid, as in dumb, as in can't come. To no, these days thick is used to be like really voluptuously sexy. So. You know, you have, like, have a big ass. <laughs> uh, that's not... That's not a cool for you. <laughs> that is how it's used these days. It's thick not with two C's, not a K. Just C-H-I-C-C, -C, and you have to capitalize every time you use it. Full caps. That's how you use it. Right? Right, man. Let's see it. Life. Huh? Back home. Hey, oh. hey. I didn't even look at my face until just now. Hey! Hello! Yeah, you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. Ready for today's headlines, I think. As soon as I find my glasses, we're ready to go. Okay. <laughs> and. I'm sort of halfway here, you know. Okay. All right. Today. Okay. I'll start. Right. Today on Before Coffee, election turnout so far 8%, slightly higher than last time. A giant blob of seaweed is heading to Florida. Turkey wants Finland to join NATO quickly. Sharp condom condemns after drone incident. Michigan Senate votes to repeal 2012 law restricting unit unions or units. <laughs> Dame's Union. Webb Telescope captures rare moment of star shortly before supernova. Russian warplane hits American drone over Black Sea, U.S. says, and will. Check out some basketball today on Before Coffee, the Ides of March edition of Before Coffee. All right, for a first story, until 10.30 a.m., 8% of Dutch voters have cast their vote, according to measurements by research agency Ipsos, commissioned by the NOS. In the provincial council elections four years ago, turnout was slightly lower around this time, 7%. Total turnout in 2019 was over 56%. Ipsos also mentioned that the turnout was relatively high than compared to the previous elections for the province. First polling stations opened at midnight, 
but by far, most polling stations open their doors at 7.30. At about 10%, 10, 10, at about 10,000 locations, people can vote until 9 p.m. tonight. Then, counting the votes and waiting for the results begins. Most municipalities' results are expected from 10.30 p.m. Results from the major cities will probably not come until after midnight. There you go, so that's how voting is done in the Netherlands. 10,000 voting locations instead of one in the next in the next county over. <laughs> well, you don't have a whole minority section you're trying to franchise either, so. Yeah, as far as I know, we, we might have that. It's not, it's don't not compare yourself here. to Alabama. That, that would be Alabama. Well, we want you black folks to vote, but we'll give you one polling place for 400 square miles. Make everybody go at once. Yeah. And the polls are open for 15 minutes, Thursday afternoon. You know, just stupid shit like that. Jim Crow laws. Jim Crow, they're back. It's depressing living in this country. They, I guess it's always been this way. The way they just, hey, you don't want to vote, do you? That's that's for stupid people or something. Nah, that's the way it is in this country. Boy, wasting your time with that war. All right, a giant blob of CBs in Florida. This is from New York Times. Uh, much of the year, the mass known as a Great Atlantic Sargassum, Gasm? Sargassum, Sargassum, S A R. G-A-S-S-U-M, sargasm belt, is drifting toward the Gulf of Mexico. Scientists say CMB is likely to come ashore by summer to create a rotting, stinking scourge. Boy, <laughs> the words they're using. The words they use. For much of the year, the enorm enormous brown blob floats relatively harmlessly across the Atlantic Ocean. Its tendrils provide shelter and breeding grounds for fish, crabs, and sea turtles spanning thousands of miles. It is so large that it can be seen from outer space, but scientists say that the, in the coming months the blob is tangled, a tangled buoyant mass of a type of seaweed called sargassum is expected to come ashore in Florida and elsewhere along the Gulf Coast of Mexico. No longer will the bob be gentle, scientists say. It will then begin to rot, emitting toxic fumes and fouling the region's beaches over the busiest summer months. Come to Florida and smell our stinking seaweed. The seaweed which can be, <laughs> which can also cause pollution and threaten human health as it decays has already begun to creep onto the shores of Key West, Florida. In Mexico, excessive levels of seaweed were recorded last month choking beaches south of Cancun. Photos and videos from region show beachgoers wading through the brown muck along... Why would you go into that? Along an unusually glistening beach. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go walk into it, Dad! Okay. Probably nothing living in it. You can, you can get in the water... Leonard Shea, a travel YouTuber, said in a recent video from Resort Town of Playa del Carmen, It's not an enjoyable experience. 
Sargassum, a type of microalgae that is naturally abundant in the Sargasso Sea, has long been seen floating in the mats across the North Atlantic. But in 2011, scientists began to observe extraordinary accumulations of seaweed extending in a belt from West Africa to the Caribbean Sea and Gulf of Mexico, according to the 2019 study. The immense bloom has continued to grow almost every year, while scientists are still trying to understand exactly why and how the mass known as the Great Atlantic Sargasm, Sargasm belt, I don't know how to say this word. I don't know why they make words dumb like that. Sargassum. Gassum. <laughs> the appears season look coinciding with Discharge of major waterways, including the Congo, Amazon, and Mississippi rivers. It's runoff from the sources help us to feed the bloom in nitrogen and phosphorus, said Brian Lapointe, a research professor at Florida Atlantic University, who has spent most of his career studying. Uh, fossil fuel emissions in burning biomass, such as trees after deforestation, also produce nutrients. He added that could be helping the sargassum grow. These blooms are getting bigger and bigger this year. It looks like they're going to be the biggest year in record, the point said. This year is quite quite early to see much this soon. That This is quite early to see this much this soon. It does not, not bode well for Clean Beach Summer 2023. Uh, they love using this year, damn huh? word. Huh? It's going to be yeah, a no, stinking year, sounds like. Uh, if you go to Florida in the summer, It's hot, it's miserable, and now this year it's gonna stink. <laughs> it literally and be stinks. Mucky, disgusting, smelly thing in the Gulf Coast of Florida. <laughs> and I guess it might just not it might it might be clinging to the Gulf Coast more than anything it seems. We'll see. Alright, in my oh, next story, see. we're going okay. to cover some more of the Ukraine cri Ukraine crisis. Oh. Yesterday there was an incident between a Russian, uh, Russia and the U.S. Oh, so you covered that. Yeah, I'm, are you going to cover it? No, go ahead. Okay. I'll cover some. Russians else. deny shooting down the U.S. drone, uh, has re and it has reacted with great indignation to yesterday's drone incident with the U.S. It is known to be the first time since the Cold War the US, that a U.S. aircraft has crashed after interacting with a Russian aircraft. Stop flying near our borders, the Russian ambassador in Washington is calling on the U.S. government. We know very well the purpose of such unmanned reconnaissance flights. According to the ambassador, the intelligence collected by the U.S. drones is passed on to Ukraine, which uses that information for attacks. Allies of the U.S., in turn, strongly criticize Moscow. The United Kingdom, for example, says that Russia must respect international airspace. According to the Australian government, the Kremlin does not play by the rules, and the Kremlin has some explaining to do after the incident. Washington already strongly condemned Russia's actions yesterday. Yesterday, a U.S. Army MQ-9 Reaper drone crashed into the Black Sea. According to Washington, this happened due to a collision with a Russian fighter jet, which would have flown unsafely. The Russian reading is that the unmanned aircraft crashed due to an abrupt maneuver. The fighter jets were called in to identify the drone, according to Kremlin, because it was flying too towards the Russian border. It's getting a little too close there. Go crash into it. Incidents like this can lead to an unintentional escalation of a war, says Professor of International Relations Rob DeWike. 
on Twitter. So far, there are no signs of that in this case. Further, Turkey wants to approve Finland's NATO application before elections. Turkey plans to quickly give the green light to Finland's application for NATO membership. Browser's new agency reports. Approval is likely to come ahead of presidential and parliamentary elections in May, two anonymous officials say. Ooh, anonymous sources in the Finnish government. Well, why would the Turkish uh, government? Sorry. I wonder why Turkey would be so welcoming to Finland. Finnish Finnish president Ninisto will be in the Tur- in Turkey this Friday to discuss the matter. Initially, Finland and Sweden said they only want to join the military alliance together. But yesterday, the Swedish Prime Minister said that Finland is more likely to be a NATO member. And Kara is currently blocking Swedish membership because according to Turkey, that country is home to terrorists involved in a failed coup of 2016. Sweden denies this. In the aftermath of the war in Ukraine, two Scandinavian countries decided to apply for NATO, fearing Russian expansionism. Sorry about the mic. Alright. And my story, which I guess I, I, we both covered the same story in the headlines. I was sleeping. <laughs> uh, no, well, well, let's get rid of that story. Well, you Michigan. Can just, you can just talk about it. Michigan's. Uh, well, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I ran out of things to say about it. We, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to uh, get more people into uh, NATO. Boy, my mind is not functioning today. <laughs> We're trying to get more people into NATO. Because the more people we get in NATO, the less people are going to even think about Russia as a possible, you know, or China for that matter. Anyway. Uh, Michigan Senate votes to repeal 2012 law restricting unions. Hundreds of union supporters filled the halls of Michigan Capitol on Tuesday. The Senate Democrats voted along party lines in support of repealing the decade-old right-to-work, right-to-work law. <laughs> the state long considered a pillar of organized labor. Democrats have listed the repeal as one of the top legislative goals of the session. The law, enacted in 2012 when Republicans fully controlled Michigan government, prohibits public and private unions from requiring the non-union employees pay union dues even if the union bargains on their behalf. Senators approved the repeal 20-17 vote Senate back to the House, which passed its own version last week, which must have approved the final language. Democrat, Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer has said she will sign it. The Senate also followed the House's action last week by voting it to restore the state's prevailing wage law, which requires contractors hired for state projects to pay union-level wages. It's a new day here, Lansing Senate Majority Leader Winnie Brink said, and today we are taking action to empower workers by restoring the rights they have always relied on. Union supporters, many of whom have waited nearly nine hours in the Senate for vote, cheered loudly from the gallery outside the Senate chambers. Democrats have voted to approve the repeal. A repeal in Michigan delivered much-needed victory in the region for unions after Wisconsin and Indiana we're, again, trying to turn into Alabama and Mississippi. <laughs> Pass their own right-to-work laws. Right-to-work basically means employees can screw you. So that means yes. employers can screw you. Employees can't really. Yeah, I mean, they can screw you. They can, like, no collective bargaining. Um, you're, uh, 
you're basically at their mercy. Uh, it, it goes back and forth. But again, when you uh, when you don't vote, when you let just rich people tell you what to do, and you say voting for idiots and voting stone count, that's what happens. The, the fascists take over, and they just they just feed your cynicism. Whitmer, Whitmer, Whitmer promised in her 2019 State of the State speech to veto bills designed to cut up the public's right to referendum. Her office had said that while she didn't ask for the appropriation to be added, the governor is going to sign a bill that puts Michigan workers' families first. All right. I think we're done with that story. <laughs> 27 states have right-to-work laws in place. Uh, Which are what states? Name them all. I'm going to list 27 states. They're in the south, most of them. <laughs> there you go, easy. Those slave states, are, and of course they're, they're expanding. It's very, right to work is basically modern slavery. Yeah. And it gives employees all, employers everything, right? Everything. You are just a, you're a piece of oh. their inventory. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Your story. I'll, I found another one. Go ahead. All right. Next story. We've got James Webb Telescope captures a rare moment of a star shortly before supernova. A new oh. detailed image from the James Webb Telescope showed the star relatively shortly before exploding into a so-called supernova. This phenomenon is not often seen. The photos were was released by the European, American, and Canadian space agencies ESA, NASA, and CSA. Mm -hmm. Photos show a wolf Raynet star, one of the brightest and largest and shortest observable stars, says NASA. James Webb Telescope took the picture in June last year. The star, which is 30 times more massive than the sun in our solar system, is centered in the frame surrounded by pink dust clouds. That material was once the star's outer layer. The material you can see around the center of the star is dust, says NASA astrophysicist Amber Straw. Strawn? At the end of their lives, star released their outer materials and layers into the rest of the universe. Such a transformation only occurs in a few stars and is usually the last stage before a star explodes. Strawn calls this one of the most beautiful concepts of astronomy. She is referring to the theory by astronomer Carl Sagan. That theory is about how stardust spreads through the cosmos eventually creates new planets. And that's how we got here, Straw says. The iron in our blood, the calcium in your bones, was literally forged in star of star that exploded billions of years ago. That is what we're seeing here in the new picture. Star has been injecting material for, for 10 suns. Strawn explains that the star is 15,000 light years from Earth. The James Webb Telescope was launched at the end of 2021 and has been observing the cosmos with infrared sensors since last summer. Scientists hope to be able to discover the first galaxies with the new telescope in order to learn more about the Big Bang, the origin of the universe. Webb telescope, telescope costs about 10 billion euros and is the successor to the Hubble Terrace Telescope. Eh, can't say telescope anymore, I've said too many times. That's it. That's Big the story. Stars. Right on. I'm gonna actually... Okay, so, and sports news. Aaron Rodgers knows. In sports news, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Rio Packers, who's uh, contemplating retirement or where he wants to play next year. Aaron Rodgers gives, the, and it's been meeting with New York Jets, already met with New York Jets discussing a trade. Aaron Rodgers gives Jets a wish list of free agents. If quarterback Aaron Rodgers, this is from ESPN uh, staff writer Rich 
Simini. If quarterback Aaron Rodgers lands with the New York Jets in a trade, he would like to be surrounded by some of his BFFs. The Green Bay Packers star supplied the Jets with a wish list of free agents he'd like them to pursue and acquire. It includes Odell Beckham Jr., sources told ESPN's Diana Rossini. Predictably, the list also has three former Packer teammates, wide receivers Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Mercedes Lewis. And, as a matter of fact, as soon as this news came out, Alan Lazard agreed to a four-year, $44 million contract with the Jets. On Tuesday, a source told ESPN, confirmed report by a score, the two sides still are working on a detail. The Jets have expressed interest in two. The other two Packer free agents, sources told Adam Schefter, it is not known whether they have reached out to Beckham, but they were represented. They were represented at his open workout for NFL teams last week in Florida. Beckham, who has recovered from major knee surgery, is looking for a new team. Rodgers never played with Beckham. They are friends, and the quarterback has said in the past he liked team open. The Jets have three returning starters at wide receiver. Garrett Wilson, who is rookie of the year, off his rookie of the year, they're not getting rid of him. Elijah Moore, promising rookie. Corey Davis, another decent receiver. So what Aaron Rodgers is asking them, bring in three of his buddies, maybe four of his buddies to throw passes to. And these three guys are like, huh? We got, we're the starters. <laughs> Davis could be expendable as he is due to make a non-guaranteed 10.5 million. I think Davis is going to be the odd man out. But he might be better than the guys they're bringing in. That's the only problem. <laughs> But he's not, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but New York Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett was the Packers coordinator for three years, 2019-2021. So they got a chance to coach Lazard. They're basically hiring guys so they can make Aaron Rodgers comfortable. Aaron Rodgers is swinging this hammer. He's got this big old hammer and he's just swinging it away. Going, what can I get out of these clowns? Money ain't enough. Money ain't enough. <laughs> Um, the Jets might see Lazard as a placement for Davis, but Rodgers' influence seemed to be driving the interest in Cobb and Lewis, thir Cobb 32 and Lewis 38. The Jets have been have good depth of tight end and don't need any reinforcements that Rodgers has spoken highly of Lewis. A guy like Mercedes Lewis, he's an important cog in the wheel of the locker room and the momentum of the team. Rodgers said to Pat McAfee show. That's the guy I want to finish my career. If I'm playing, I want that guy next to me. I want Randall Cobbs in the world. If he wants, <laughs> if he wants to keep playing in my locker room, guys, you can win with Alan Lazar, Bobby Tanya, David Bakhtiari. There's a lot of interesting names. It's like he's just naming everybody on the Packers and hoping that the Jets will take him if they're not in the contract <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. And he still hasn't said yes. And the Packers are like, we got a quarterback already. We don't need Aaron Rodgers in his drama anymore. We drafted a quarterback just for this reason. So we don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. We'll do this in 10 years with Jordan Love. Right now, we hope we can get something in a trade. But yeah, he's going to get traded at some point today. Okay. Today. I would look at it. To, well, today's free agency officially starts. That yeah. means players can go out there to any team if their contracts are over. All right, then. And any more? Uh, did you want to cover the, the college basketball at all? Uh, no, but we can cover that now. I was going to do some media news, unless you wanted to just... Do the media news. Yeah. For me, right. the media news is all... The voice of Holland. The original voice. 
I don't know if you know the show The Voice, but it was originally invented oh. and created in the Netherlands. No. Um, and currently, two people are being prosecuted for abuses on the show. The oh, Public wow. Prosecution Service will prosecute Ali B and Jeroen Reitsberger for sexual abuse in the TV program The Voice of Holland. Marco Bor Borsato will not be prosecuted due to lack of evidence. The Central Netherlands Public Prosecution Service has decided. Ali B is being prosecuted following three reports of rape and sexual assault in 2014 and 2018 of adult women. In one of those suspicions, there is a link with the, vo with the voice. In the other, there is not. The fourth report against Ali B has been dropped because it's not been established that it concerns a criminal offense. Rape by former candidate Bianca Weinhoven was reported against Jerome Reitsberger in concerns and, and it concerns a case from February 2018 concerning the record recording studios of the Voice of Holland. In the investigation into Marco Borasato, no evidence was found that, the, that supports the report against him. Therefore, according to the Public Prosecution Service, the case cannot be proven and has been decided to be dismissed. The reason for the investigations into TV AOA 8 into TVOH by the Judiciary, a broadcast of Bos, the YouTube program of presenter Tim Hoffman in January last year. Bos means angry in Dutch. Dozens of women are said to have been harassed behind the scenes by coaches Ali B and Marco Borisato and band leader Jeroen Rietberge, Linda de Mol's partner at the time. Ali B was accused of rape and assault, Marco Borsato of touching, including underage girls, and Jeroen Reitsbergen of touching and sending dick pics. Following the broadcast, the Public Prosecution Service called on the victims to report themselves and to file a report. It led to reports against four different employees. The investigation into the fourth employee has already been completed by the Public Prosecution Service. Concer this concerns a director who was accused of incident indecently groping and kissing women on the mouth. The OM decided in la November last year not to prosecute the director because there was no evidence to support the ports. Ali B says on Instagram that is happy that the case, that a case that was promptly discussed in the Bulls broadcast has been dropped. He also says he is surprised that he is being prosecuted in the other cases. Singer says that he is in talks with the women who have filed a port. These conversations are ongoing and very valuable. Ali B wanted the OM to wait the outcome of those talks. He calls the fact that this is not chosen incomprehensible. Inke Weinhoven, who filed a report against Rietzberger, says that she is now finally getting recognition for what happened to her. She is happy with the OM's decision and grateful that her experiences have not been played down or distorted. Furthermore, her lawyer Dijkstra writes that she is grateful for the thorough and honest criminal investigation that has taken place. Rietzberger himself was not available for comment for the NOS. Okay, so you ready for? Are you ready for to uh, uh, make the tips on four, the four women's games in the preliminaries? Remember, we picked the four men's games before we get heavily into this picking tomorrow. Okay. We got four. We got a 68 tournament women's tournament, and we got the first four games. There's two tonight, two tomorrow. All right. The first game is going to be Illinois at Mississippi State, and I will—I'll give you the round, the the odds on this one. Illinois, don't give me the odds yet. I want to choose before I know the odds. 
Well, I will say the women's uh, tournament, these are probably going to be closer games because they're evenly matched than the rest yeah. of it. But uh, in the women's tournament, I don't think the, the low seeds never advance very much. It's it, it, the history of the I think so, I, I'm going to go with Mississippi before you give me the odds. Now you can give me the <laughs> Okay, you're going to go with Mississippi. Okay. Oh, wait, your uh, camera froze. Oh, it did? Oh, no, it's fine now. It fixes okay. it. Okay. All right. Let me... You make my women's. It must have been at the top. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mississippi State is, it's a, basically a pick em. It's Illinois favored by one. I'm. You're going Mississippi State, I'm going Illinois. Okay. All right. So the second game tonight is going to be Southern, which is in the south somewhere, <laughs> and Sacred Heart, which I don't I'm know where it is. I'm going to go Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart is favored by three and a half. So we're going chalk on this one. Chalk going means chalk. Chalk means the winner, the, the favorite wins. Yeah. The, the higher seed win. I mean, the, the higher seed is a lower number, which is yeah. silly, but yeah. Okay, and the other two games tomorrow, we have Purdue versus St. John's and Tennessee Tech versus Monmouth. I'm going to go St. John's. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going I'm to go Purdue. Okay. Uh, because of taking Big Ten teams, a Big Ten team. Uh, and they are favored by two. So I'm okay. going to go with Purdue. And the last game is Tennessee Tech, Monmouth. I like go Monmouth because it has an eagle or a raven. That's the one yeah. I'm choosing. All right, Tennessee Tech's my team. So we're acting with opposites in all of these. <laughs> so I'm actually placing bets. Yesterday's, yesterday's scores were... For the final four, uh, for the men's March Madness. There was two games yesterday. You can read them if you want. I don't know. Does it say somewhere? Oh, I'm looking at my gambling app, so it doesn't give you the scores from yesterday. I'm looking at the well. March Madness Live bracket, and it doesn't tell me. Oh, here it goes. Okay, so it looks like Texas A&M A Corpus, Corpus Christi. Christi won with 75 against uh, Southeast Missouri State 71. So I got that one correct. Then? Yep. And tomorrow? Then, huh? Right. And then for the other game, which was I'm gonna find it. Browser's not big enough. Okay. The other game, which was oh, how do I, I can't find it. Oh, here we go. The other game was Mississippi State and Pitt, and Pitt won against Mississippi right. State, so I won that one as well. So I've got two for two. I should have just looked at my gambling app and looked at my bets that I lost. Uh, Mississippi State got 59, Pitt got 60. Yeah, two close games. Again, uh, the tournaments are usually close uh, games. Uh, as, they get as they get towards the end, you see a lot of exciting finishes. Okay, so tomorrow we'll be picking the day first day of the men's full tournament, or is it going to be 16 games? So okay. Maybe have them. Maybe have them picked beforehand. Okay. Yep. All right. And, and uh, by the way, those those matchups are set. So the two teams that won last night are playing Thursday. Okay. Okay. On this day in history, you ready? Yep. All right. This day in history, Julius Caesar was assassinated in 44 BCE. Roman dictator Julius Caesar was launching a series of series of political and social reforms when he assassinated on this day, the Ides of March, by a group of nobles 
a group of normals, nobles, among whom were Cassius and Brutus. On this day and et tu Brute, you bastard. And this day, on March 15, 1933, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, was born. Now, she wasn't born as a Supreme Court Justice. She had to go and earn that. Imagine if it was like that, you know? You just get born, <laughs> and then somebody comes and say, she is the one, and then you get put onto a freaking little, get your little gavel. Here's your little gavel. One day you'll be there able you. to use it properly. <laughs> yeah, we'll be throwing people out in the court and stuff. Okay, uh, this day in history, um... That's it. About a week after the civil rights, <laughs> about a week after civil rights, in 1965, Linda B. Johnson delivered We Shall Overcome Speech, which he introduced voting rights legislation was passed a le year later, that was 1965. Um, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, uh... Either were married or divorced. I'm not exactly sure on this date. It said they were divorced and briefly remarried. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess they got married this day in 1964. Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Bird. Yeah. In 1917, during the first phase of the Russian Revolution on this date, Tsar Nicholas II was forced to abdicate, thus ending his rule in the Romanov dynasty. And then he was imprisoned in his basement and then lately Later, it was executed. Uh, executed. Yes. But, yeah. Ah, uh, there's Ry Coder, American musician, born 1947. Uh, there's Earl Ding on birthdays. Already covered. I mean, people I haven't heard of. Oh, the Shah of Iran was born on this day, the, in 1878. If you remember him. I never met the guy. Uh, I don't know if it was the original Shah of Iran, but he was a, one of them dictator types. Today in history, March 15th, 1950, U.S. Captain John Crumlin Jr. was furloughed indefinitely on half bay for ignoring orders to cease his attacks on U.S. defense unification. I don't even know what that even means. <laughs> that absolutely makes no sense, that sentence. I mean, I don't even... Uh, 1950. He was furloughed for ignoring orders to cease his attacks in U.S. Okay? U.S. defense unification. He's attacked... Like a physical attack? Or he's... <laughs> anyway, I, I'm sorry I read that. It made no sense. <laughs> it just made no sense. Yeah. I, uh, it just, maybe someday I'll read it and that sentence will make sense. Anyway, that's it. Other than the ads of March, it really wasn't... Uh, there was... Uh, 1.5 million students participated in the climate change protests in 2019, led by Greta Thornburg. And that's it for March 15th. Not the biggest day in history, apparently. Well, I think it had big events, just not a lot of them. Caesar getting assassinated is a pretty famous assassination. Yeah, out of, out of, I would think there would be just loads of stuff happening, you know, you know throughout history. Maybe just a poorly done page. Maybe I need a new source. Anyway, that's today's uh, events, tomorrow's predictions. The weather still sucks here. The wind's still blowing. Can't well, do nothing outside except sunny, hope. the sunny Netherlands. Uh, it's been yeah. Allison here, and I'm going to go outside and enjoy the good weather. I hope you do too. And if it's bad weather there, well, stay up and stay inside and stay dry and warm. 
Uh, we'll see you tomorrow from for an update on the tournament bracket here for basketball, college basketball. Uh, see you when I see you. We'll see you on. That's it for today's edition of March fifteenth, twenty twenty-three. Of before coffee. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe, and notify buttons, and follow our other channels, Toxic Alley, History of Gravy, and Scratchy Old Records.